Welcome to the Manning Podcast. I'm your host and founder, Roman Asbill. Hope you're having a great day. It is Monday, first day of spring break where I'm at, and I am not by any water. I'm not near the ocean. I'm not in the mountains. I'm in the high plains of Texas. It is dry. We need rain, <laughs> and I'm working, so business as usual. Um, as we get started today, I want to address the obvious that spring is in the air. And so with spring being in the air, um, gentlemen, I encourage you to perhaps uh, skip over to 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 5 and uh, read about King David. Um, and I'm going to give you the abbreviated version. Um, David stayed home. King David of Israel stayed home uh, for spring break instead of being with his men at war. And he saw a chick bathing and then wound up getting her pregnant. So moral of the story, don't stay home and party when it's time to go fight. All right, so just a reminder as we get into today's topic. Last week I started a series on uh, things you should start doing or things you should start specifically doing for yourself. And uh, last week I talked about starting to spend time with the right people and to stop spending time with the wrong people. And the wrong people doesn't necessarily mean people that have uh, horrible habits and bad, uh, that are a bad influence on you. Um, of course, it means those people. Uh, if you're hanging out with uh, people that are leading you down a wrong path and leading you away from your goals, yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, but it could just be people, uh, if you're trying to lose weight and no one else in the five closest people to you are trying to do that or uh, are living an active lifestyle and you're wanting to live an active lifestyle, um, it's time to find five close friends for a season that will encourage you in that area where you're trying to be excellent. So in a nutshell, I'm not asking you to burn any bridges with friends unless they need to be burned. I'm just saying, check the season you're in and find the people that are going to encourage you and are going to lift you up and live that with you. Now I want to take this uh, topic to the next level in this week's podcast, and I want to encourage you uh, with the second thing you need to start doing, facing problems head on, okay? So some things you should start doing uh, this week, face your problems head on. Now let me give you a couple of quotes, actually four, not a couple. Um, Seneca writes, Difficulties strengthen the mind as labor does the body. I like that one. Uh, Roger Crawford writes, Being challenged in life is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. That's a good one. Uh, Chinese proverb, uh, The gym cannot be polished without friction, nor man perfected without trials. And finally, Albert Einstein says, It's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. So those are a few quotes to get us headed in the right direction as we start today. So I think a good place to start today is if we're talking about facing problems head on, then we need to define what it means to face something. And in this context, to face something, I mean uh, to accept, to confront and to deal with, in that order, accept, confront, 
and deal with. That's what I'm talking about when I say to face a problem head on. So number one, you're going to accept the problem. I want you to accept it. I want you to embrace it. I want you to make it yours. I want you to own it. I want you to call it by its name so that you are not confused and you are not in denial no matter how ugly it is. You cannot address or face a problem that you are in denial of having. That's step one. Step two, confront it. I want you to turn towards it. I want you to face it. I want you to encounter it, experience it, come into contact with it, stop running from it, and run toward it. And my example here would be what I started this podcast out with. King David, he was a great paradoxical leader, like most leaders. He had strong, strong strengths and weak, weak weaknesses. He had a weakness for the ladies, and it messed him up. It got him in trouble. He got a married woman pregnant because he didn't go to war with his army, but stayed back, hang, hanging out on the roof during spring break, and sees a lady bathing, wants her, he's king, so he can have her, has her brought to him, has sex with her, and then gets her pregnant. To cover his sin kills the husband. Wow. Now, a good example of King David and his strength is when he's working in his strength and not in his weakness, he's a great soldier. There is a giant on a field antagonizing an army, scaring the crap out of Israel. And King David, who is not King David at the moment, he's, he's a nobody, a little shepherd boy, out tending sheep and bringing his brothers lunch, who are warriors. And this little 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 16-year-old boy, somewhere in that age range, comes to bring his brothers lunch and this giant is antagonizing the army and this kid says, hey, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? So, you know, I, I think that's funny because the first thing he does uh, to antagonize a giant is tells a penis joke. Way to go. So, spoken like a true man, uh, David then sees, David sees a opportunity and he, he says, you know what? If no one's going to take on this giant, I'll take him on. And everybody scoffs at him because he's a little boy. And long story short, David gets some stones and he runs towards the giant. And you know he slings it and it knocks the giant in the head. And it actually knocks the giant down. It doesn't kill him. And then he takes the giant's sword, heaves it up, and chops his own head off with his own sword. Great story. Great Great story and great picture of masculinity at its best. My point is, in one scenario, David runs toward the giant and he chops its head off. He runs towards it. He's a little boy. He's outmatched. He's outnumbered, outsized. Not really outnumbered. It's one to one, but he's outsized and it's a mismatch. And instead of David running away, from the problem, he runs toward the problem. Then there's the 
the issue of when he's on the roof and he sees a woman bathing. And in in this instant, running towards the problem is not doing what David did. It's not go get the girl and bring her to you. To run toward the problem, if you have a lust issue, to run towards the problem is to admit that you have it and put every safeguard in place to defeat it. And you run towards defeating the problem, not running toward the problem to enjoy it. Okay, I think you get the point. So why? That's the next question. Why? Why is it important to face our problems head on? To bring order. To bring peace where there is confusion and chaos. And here's the bad news, okay? The personal consequence of not facing your problems head on is if you keep turning away from the problems in your life, you open the door to chaos and it will not only overtake that contested ground in your life, it will drive you backwards until it gains ground in a new area. Now keep in mind that chaos derives, the word chaos derives from the Greek word meaning chasm or void. So chaos is empty. It lacks substance. It's like junk food. It's like pornography. It never satisfies. Unconfronted, it creeps into every area of our life, and that's why we must face our problem. Now let me clarify something here. Problems are not chaos, but unfaced and undealt with problems always lead to chaos. They always lead to disorder in our lives. Without doubt, guys, always. And you have to drive it back. And you have to drive chaos back with discipline, with order, with form, with scale, with organization, with exercise, with, dare I say, responsibility. Ah, There's that word again. It's the breakfast of men. And it's why men in our culture are in short supply. We're not facing our problems and taking ownership. Instead, we act like our father Adam and we go passive and we blame everything and everyone else. And in Adam's case, and in ours, sometimes even our wives. Now, that's the bad news. But let me tell you the good news. The personal result of facing your problems head on. When you turn to face a problem before it turns into chaos, it's called resistance. When you resist chaos, Chaos and all forms of resistance can be used in the form of strength training. Okay? Let me repeat that. When you turn to face chaos, when you turn and face a problem before it turns into that chaos, it's called resistance. And all forms of resistance can be used in the form of strength training. Men, if you want to be strong, if you want to get cut out, if you want to be stable, sturdy, and tough, You must accept challenge. You must turn and face problems. And you must resist the weight of chaos that bears down upon you to still kill and to destroy. You must accept its challenge and then resist its bearing down upon you like you would accept and resist the weight in a bench press. So go there with me a minute in your mind. Think about you're in the gym or you're just at home in your garage and you have a bench press and and you lift the bar up 
and it's heavy and you come down with the bar. That is the acceptance. You are accepting the weight, the burden, the responsibility. You are accepting it. And then you are resisting the chaos, that weight, that thing that is trying to crush you. You are resisting it back up and you submit to it, and you resist it, and you submit to it, and you resist it. Now, when I'm talking about submitting to chaos and to problems, I'm not talking about, and you sin, and you repent, and you sin, and you repent. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every rep is something in your life that you are submitting and admitting to. I have this issue. I am not going to hide from the issue. And as it bears down on you, you are resisting that issue. And in the resistance, your muscles are being built stronger, okay? But how do you know when something's a problem? The same way you know in your physical body. Where are you weak? You are weak in body where you have failed to resist. You have weak arms that can't lift heavy loads because your arms haven't resisted the weight, therefore it cannot lift the heavy load. How do you know if you have a weak core? You're unstable. You have poor balance. You can't bear heavy burdens for very long. How do you know if you have weak legs? You can't go long distances. How do you know if you have a weak heart? You have no endurance. How about weak lungs? They can't provide oxygen to muscle groups. How do you know if you have weak eyes? You can't see. Weak ears? You can't here. Weak minds, you can't discern. Weak character, you stand for nothing and you fall for everything. Again, in the, in the words of the Greek playwright Sophocles, it is a painful thing to look at your own trouble and know that you yourself and no one else has made it. When we do not face our problems head on, there is no one else to blame. We have failed to resist the weight that bears down, the chaos that seeks to creep in. So we know in the short term, we know if we are trying to break a habit, if we're trying to overcome pornography, if we're trying to uh, get our diet in order, if we're trying to lift weights and become stronger. In the short term, we can see the gains and how they affect us personally. It will improve your relationships if you give up porn, I promise you. If you, um, if you, if you get your diet under control, you'll be healthier, which will improve your mind, which will improve your relationships. Um, it, in the short term, we see how it affects us individually. But what's the long game? How could facing your problems head on change the world? Well, when you face your problems, you turn your face toward the issues in your life. And it is the first step away from denial, laziness, shame, and darkness. Now, how do you think that could affect the world? Well, the potential is endless. If you leave denial, laziness, shame, and darkness behind... There's no telling what you might be able to pick up, to go towards, what business you might be able to start, what child you might be willing to adopt, 
what relationship you're willing to restore. What young man or young woman might benefit from the light that you carry. So here's your call to action, men. Okay, I want to give you a simple next step to implement change. I want you to pick one issue. I don't want you to pick every issue because I don't want you to get discouraged. We are all a work in progress. And we all, if we just sat down and wrote a list of things that we hate about ourselves or that we dislike or problems or habits or bad things in our life or things we're dissatisfied with, could have probably a list of things that would run off the page. At least I could. And if I did that, I'd be so discouraged I'd never start. But I want you to pick one issue. I want you to turn your face toward it. I want you to embrace it. I want you to own it. I want you to be honest about what is true. And I want you to do it right now. I want you to be honest about what is true, guys. What is true right now? Not as what I, I don't want you to be honest about how you want to be. I want you to be honest in this one issue. Do I tell the truth? I do not. I am a liar. And I want you to say, that's the truth of me right now. But I want to be an honest man. If you have problems with lust and pornography or a sexual addiction, I don't want you to say, I don't want you to, to confess or to say how you want to be. I want you to say, this is who I am right now. I want you to own it so that you can get really close to it. And you can slip the blade between its ribs. If you don't like the truth. If you, if you pick that issue. And you're honest about what is true. And you don't like that truth. I want you to start training. I want you to get accountability. I want you to surround yourself with right people. And with the right resources. And then I want you to turn and pick a fight with that lie. And I want you to pound its face in. And then rinse and repeat. Pick the next problem and do the same thing. One by one by one by one. And it's just like Dave Ramsey's debt snowball. When you pay off the biggest debt first, then you have money and you have extra resources to then turn and attack that next giant. And with that, gentlemen, I want you to take that knowledge and go be dangerous. Take care.